Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Row 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. I am the author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. It is a self-help book that I hope to inspire others on their journey towards success and how to recognize behavioral problems and never to give up on your dreams. My focus is my mission statement to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring Jews to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, entrepreneurs, donor sponsors, volunteers, and the community and abroad. I want to welcome my special guest today, Jan Edwards, who is the founder of Paving the Way Foundation. Jan is committed to empowering communities to be fierce disruption in the cycle of child trafficking and online exploitation through highly engaging and empowering educational programs, starting with its award-winning film, Trapped in the Trade. The organization takes the audience through one girl's journey of being targeted, groomed, recruited, and trapped into child trafficking. This film does not have a happy ending, leaving the audience a little raw with hearts and eyes wide open to what they can do to prevent exploitation. At last, I wanna say thanks again for giving me this interview, Jan, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Pamela, it's a pleasure to be with you today. So tell us, where did you grow up and how did this journey start with you? Sure. Well, I grew up in a little all over the place. My dad was a Navy pilot, so I traveled around a little bit as a young child and spent most of my younger days in California and Arizona. And how I began this journey was far beyond that. I, uh, was invited to the Get Health Summit at the UN several years ago, and was there I met this extraordinary man by the name of Dr. Mahari. He's a neurologist out of Tennessee, and he has a foundation called People to People where he gathers the diaspora of Ethiopia to help the orphans that still live in his home country. And we met at this conference and exchanged cards and exchanged texts and exchanged a few emails and we were trying to connect voice to voice, and he said, Jan, I'm getting ready to go to Ethiopia next month. You know, it'll have to wait till I come back. I'm like, awesome. Have a great time. Take pictures, you know, share, and I'll talk with you when you come back. And then he sends me an email right after that and says, do you want to go? <laughs> you know, right. it's, yeah, it's not every day you get invited to go to Ethiopia, Pamela. Right. So I... Uh, yeah, right. So I did some math and, and I went and it was there that I witnessed human trafficking. It was just a moment in time. As 
two older men, two younger girls, and it just didn't feel right. You know, that gut feeling that you have that something's a little off. Yes. And when I got, yeah. And when I got to my sponsor's house, I shared with him what I saw. He's like, Oh yeah, that's human trafficking. Like, Oh, you know, let's go have a cup of coffee. Very nonchalant. And I looked at him and now you got to get, this is nine years ago, right? 2013. I'm like, you know, and he's, you know, no big deal. He's like, yeah, it's human trafficking. I go, what are you talking about? You know, so this is before R. Kelly. This is before Maxwell. This is before Epstein. This is before, you know, all of this has really um, come to light in the mainstream media. And he's like, Jan, he said, Ethiopia has 4.5 million orphans. We're the number one source of human trafficking into the Middle East. And Pamela, I remember looking at him thinking, what? is he talking about? And I, you know, my brain, it took a minute for my brain to comprehend what he was saying. And I said, hang on a second. I said, are you telling me people are selling people? Like I Hmm. just couldn't grasp it. And then he looks at me like I got two heads, right? (laughs) He's looking at me. This is a $150 billion industry. Where you been? And I'm like, well, I live in Orlando, happiest place on earth. We don't really talk about this kind of thing. (laughs) 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 And it was right there that God laid it on my heart. And I came home and started to do some research and discovered that Florida has the third highest number of calls to the National Trafficking Hotline. And the average age at the time was 11 to 14 of entry. And I'm like, you know what, Ethiopia, I'm coming for you, but I got to fix my own backyard first. So I've been on that quest for the past eight years. And, um, you know, we've reached out and educated over 16,000 young people in the past five years have written and produced an award-winning film. And that's what we use for all of our training to really educate our kids on what exploitation and human trafficking looks like the grooming and recruitment tactics. So they can start to be on the lookout for it and really empower them to disrupt it before it even starts. Absolutely. That is that that's beautiful. I am I was so glad to get you on the show because I am girl empowerment and I believe that if we're given the right resources, we can do anything that we want to do without compromising our integrity. Tell Amen. me about tell me about your focus and your influence about the uh Charismatic leadership by having the monthly parent tech talks. I like that. Sure. So, uh, you know, back in 2020 when we couldn't get into our schools, um, you know, it, it, it became a predator's dream come true, right? A parent's nightmare and a predator's dream come true. Um, where, you know, the increase of online enticement and exploitation you know, rose almost 100% 2019 to 2020 and up again 2020 to 2021, another 28%. So, you know, our parents are our front line. They spend the most time with our kids. And so I was trying to figure out a way to get in front of our parents to educate them using the tools that we already have, which is social media and Facebook and Zoom and, and you know, other technologies and um 
I was really, you know, brainstorming with it because I have business coaches. We're just brainstorming, and God literally woke me up in the middle of the night one night and went, parent tech talk. And I remember reaching for my phone, typing it in, and going back to sleep. And so I went out online, and I got the URL, and we started creating parent tech talks every single month for parents to, you know, we come at it from different cuts. I've got people from all over the country that I've had on my parent tech talk from law enforcement to Homeland security, to survivors, to teachers, to therapists, to freedom fighters, to people that triage, um, you know, people that are recovered and just to give them different pieces of information and stories and data that they can in turn share with their kids. We've got a great parent toolkit on our, um, website that parents can download our website to pavingthewayfoundation.org and it's under mm-hmm. programs you can drop use the drop down menu to go to parent toolkit and it gives you ways to begin this conversation with our with your kids because this is a weird dialogue it's just weird and we know that it's not weird for me because I teach it right I'm pretty brazen and straightforward and cards on the table kind of girl it's not a whole lot I won't talk about But for parents, it's a very odd conversation to have with your kids. So we give them the tools to begin the dialogue so our kids can stay safe. So we've got the online training. We've got a YouTube channel. It's all over our Facebook page, the videos are, and then they can go to our website and download the Parent Toolkit as well. We're just really committed to empowering people to fully grasp Mm -hmm. what this is, the pervasiveness of it. And this is something we can actually stop, Pamela. Yeah, I do believe that. I do believe that. How many types, and I know you spoke a little bit about it in our earlier conversation, but I'm going to ask again, how many types of human trafficking are there? Sure. So most people are familiar with sex trafficking, right, and sexual exploitation. Um, But there's also labor trafficking, you know, and that can be anything from dishwashers to maintenance to gardeners to construction to agriculture, right? Mm-hmm. And that looks right. all kinds of different ways. And then there's domestic servitude. That's a big right. one, especially in, you know, Europe and the Middle Eastern countries. And it 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 looks it looks many different ways, but the people that are experiencing it all have similar um behaviors and that is suppressed not shy suppressed you know Mm -hmm. fearful unwilling to really have a conversation about anything right you know how are you today Mm -hmm. you know the shaking of your head um oh yeah illicit massage businesses it's a very very big thing um and they all pretty much look the same we had a a two-day event last week and and law enforcement was kind of talking about this and you know, they've got the same poster in the front of the window of the, you know, guy laying on the bed with the hot stones on his back. And, um, you know, and, and the illicit massage business is probably the most challenging for law enforcement to find, for people to interrupt, um, and for us to prosecute because uh, mostly it's um, people that are not from this country that are doing that. So... Right. And you've got and you've got language barriers. So there's there's not one way that that human exploitation looks, but there's there are similarities to the people that are experiencing it that that you're 
listeners can look for. Absolutely. I do agree. I, I totally agree with that. What's the difference between human smuggling and human trafficking? That is a great question. So human smuggling is a crime against a country. And we're experiencing oh, that yeah. hugely at the border, right? You've got all these people coming across that do not have a legal right to be here. Um, and it's the same thing when you've got people that are being smuggled out of Africa and smuggled out of South America and smuggled out of the Middle East. So it's a cr- human smuggling is a crime against the country. Human trafficking is a crime against a person. And human smuggling can turn into human trafficking. We've seen this over and over again with um, people coming up from South America and Central America as they actually pay their traffickers or their coyotes to come into the country, right? You know, they pay $15,000. And then once they're in the country, it's like, oh, well, that didn't cover the cost of the bus and the cost of food and the cost of this and the cost of that. So you owe me another $10,000 and here's how you're going to work it off, right? And people come thinking they're coming for a legitimate job. They think they're coming for a nanny job. They think they're coming for a you know, position working in a hotel. They think they're coming for a little a legitimate job and they're scammed. And then they're, because they're continually told, well, because you're here illegally, you know, you're going to get shipped back to home and then you're still going to owe us money and we're going to come after your family. So there's that whole um, coercion and manipulation and they don't know, like people don't understand that, you know, if someone is holding you against your will, that's actually a crime against you. And there are laws that protect us. And even inside the space of, you know, people coming here, whether it's legally or illegally, if they're trafficked, that's um, against the law in this country. And there are ways that Homeland Security and um, ICE can actually work with those victims to not only keep them here, but to potentially bring their families here too as a way to go against the traffickers. Yeah, that was my next question, because I was going to ask you, what makes, in your opinion, people give up their will and their moral compass, in your opinion, to become trafficked? And like you did say, a lot of it comes from, you know, dreaming. We all have dreams. Who doesn't want to come to the Mm. U.S. that is free? And um, were you able to build a life? And everything, and I know everything is really. I mean, I I couldn't even fathom internationally what goes on and everything. Mm-hmm. So, can you give me uh, elaborate a little bit more of your opinion about the reason that people give up on their integrity and will? In your opinion. Well, so are you talking about people that are trafficked or people that traffic that buy and sell people? Talking about people who are trafficked. Yeah, they don't give up their will. <laughs> that's, that's not an on-purpose kind of thing, nor an integrity thing. Because you got to understand the trauma that happens to someone who experiences being trafficked or exploited is the, the literally the neuronal patterns of their brain Alter, and I know you've heard of Stockholm syndrome. Yes, 
And yes. so depending, depending on the type of trafficking, I'm just going to use sex trafficking because it's what most people understand. You know, there's something called a Romeo pimp and they romance and romance and romance this girl until she falls in love with him. And you remember the average age of recruitment and grooming is between 11 and 14, where your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed yet. And you think you're in love, okay? And given the environment that we've experienced the past two years, families are struggling. You know, parents are struggling. Our environment is struggling. There's so much change and so many demands and and rules and regulations that we've never had before just to live, And, you know, so you've got all of that happening. And then you've got inside the household, you know, parents are challenged too. Do I keep my job? Did I I get my job? How am I going to pay my bills? As we know, costs are skyrocketing. You know, how am I going to make the money that I have meet to the end? And so our children are feeling that pressure. And so here I am on Instagram feeling lonely or sad or upset or whatever, and here's this cute guy recruiting me and and grooming me, but I don't know what is that. He's telling me how beautiful I am, and he's telling me how smart I am, and he understands everything about me because I poured my heart out to this person. And then they ask for a picture. And remember, I'm 14, my brain's not fully developed, and I think I'm in love. So I send him a picture. And then he sends me a picture. And the pictures start to go back and forth until they're, quite frankly, pornography pictures. And that's right. when they've got you. And that's, what, and that's what we teach. That's what we teach these young people. If the moment a picture leaves your phone, you can't get it back. I don't care what kind of picture it is. You can't get it back. Right. But, you know, so that's, me, that's, but, that's when, but that's when they've got them. That's when they've got them. The moment you send that compromising picture that you can't get back because you're yeah. young, your brain's not fully developed, and you think you're in love. Yeah, and that is true. But in my opinion, also, when I look at social media, like on TikTok and everything, there are girls that are as young as maybe I would say 12, 13, to older women whom are soliciting themselves on there showing, you know, mm-hmm. they have raw and panties on and things of that nature. Some of them do know what they're doing. They're just not ready. Don't think there are going to be any consequences, you know, for that. Exactly. 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 Behavioral problems. Well, and also if you look at the, yeah, if you look at the over-sexualization of our children, that has been happening over the past 10 to 15, 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm old enough to remember um, the Dick Van Dyke show and, you know, the Lucy show. You, They were never in the same bed. They were in twin beds, <laughs> right? So now I was right. watching a TV show on Netflix called Pretty Little Things, and there was full-blown teenage sex happening. Right. You know, so you you, you got to look at what's becoming normalized, and that's, well, everybody does it. Yeah, well... Everybody, <laughs> not everybody does it, dot, dot, dot. Absolutely. And you have, to, you have to look at the long-term consequences. And that's one of the things we talk to the kids about is say, look, employers, colleges, recruiters, they all look at your social media. They're going to look to see what are you doing and what are you not doing. And I don't care if you have a private Instagram or not. If there's pictures out there that you shouldn't have out there and your recruiter finds it, you can kiss your college scholarship goodbye. You can kiss a job, you know, with that top 10 firm. 
goodbye because that's sure. not who they want representing their company. company. And those are the long-term consequences that kids don't think about because remember, prefrontal cortex, decision-making part of the brain's not cooked yet. And that's why empowering our parents and our teachers and our kids to fully understand that, they'll think twice. They'll take a breath before they send that picture. And, you know, we kind of do the rule of thumb. If, you're, if you wouldn't show that picture to your grandmother, I'm pretty sure I'd delete that off my phone. <laughs> that is true. We're going to take a break and we will be right back. Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. For joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65. Again, I want to welcome my guest, Jan Edwards, who is the founder of Paving, Paving the Way Foundation. So, Jan, getting back to this interesting conversation, tell us again about the mobile apps that parents should look out for. Sure. Well, any app that's got a chat feature, you got to have a heads up on. And there's one app in particular that most parents have no idea about, and it's called Calculator Plus. And it actually holds their apps and folders and pictures behind it. It looks like a normal calculator. And so really any, any application that sits on your child's phone that has a chat feature puts them at risk to be targeted by a predator. Um, some of the top ones are uh, TikTok, <laughs> Insta, yeah. Snapchat, okay. Tik, mm-hmm. and Discord for boys. If we've got any parents out there, gamers. And Discord is an app that has gamers continue the conversation over in a mobile app feature, and that's where predators will go after young boys. And it'll start real innocent. You know, they'll be playing the video game together because you've got multiplayer games. You've got, and you're out on the Internet. You're, you can play literally with anybody around the world, and you start to form a friendship. Our, our kids think these are friends, okay? Yes. And yes. They, can, they can be. I'm not saying you can't be. My daughter, you know, formed one of her best girlfriend friendships over playing video games. So it was also over years and, you know, she did video chats and I met the young lady, right. You know, so there was never a, this secret person behind the screen, so to speak, but you know, it starts real simple and you start and you think you're friends and then it's, Hey, if you send me a picture of yourself with your shirt off, I'll give you coins to level up to the next level. Right. Well, if I'm an 11-year-old or 12-year-old boy, I don't think it's any big deal taking a picture of me with my shirt off. I'm not going to think anything of it. You're going to help me level up so I can brag to my friends I'm on level 15? Okay. Right? And that starts off super, super simply. And I was speaking in front of a church youth group last year, and I was sharing that example. And 
you know, I visibly, because that's why I like speaking to kids in person. Zoom doesn't work for me and children. I can educate parents via Zoom. I will not do that with, with young people because I need to look eye. I got to look at their body language and yes. see what they're reacting to because then I can let the, the adults that surround them know who is reacting to what and they can keep an eye out for them and they can check in with them and they can make sure they're okay because it's not always about being quote, quote, trafficked or exploited. Sometimes it's about abuse. Sometimes it's about depression. Sometimes it's about family loss. Sometimes it's about family challenges. You just never know what our kids are dealing with unless you ask. Anyway, so when I shared this with, you know, the youth group, these three boys were uncomfortable. And at the end of the night, because they brought pizza and everybody was, you know, standing around talking, you know, eating pizza, drinking soda, whatever. And I just kind of was standing off to the side watching and the youth pastor came over to me and she said, three of those boys, the boys that I saw were squirmy, came up to her and said, exactly what she said happened to us last week. We were all playing XYZ video game and we didn't do it. We didn't take a picture because it felt weird, but what she said is exactly true. And that it's so subtle and it's so simple how these predators do this. They'll send out the same message to 300 kids. Hi, I saw your picture come across my feed on Instagram. You're really pretty. I'd love to connect, right? And if I'm, again, remember, prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. I'm 12 or 13 years old, which means I'm already feeling gangly and weird anyway with all the hormones and body changes happening. And I'm lonely or I'm scared or I'm afraid or I'm sad or I'm angry. All those seeds of emotions that we have as, as young people. And it's like, okay, I'll connect with you. And that's all they wait for. They only need, they need less than 10% of these girls to, you know, respond or boys to respond. And then they start to have that conversation. And the example I like to use with people is, Pamela, if you and I went to the U.S. Open later this year and, you know, there's Serena down on center court and we're in center court. And she says, Pamela, come on down and play tennis with me. Who's going to win that game? Right. Yeah. Serena, right? Serena. It's the same yeah, it's the same thing online with predators. You've got a middle-aged adult predator interacting with a teenage brain. Who's going to win that game? The Absolutely. And they know that. And they know that. They know our kids are vulnerable. They know our kids are lonely. They know our kids are struggling. And so they're going right. to provide that, quote, quote, safe haven. And you'll hear things what? like, but he really understood me. He really got me. She really understood what I was dealing with. Well, yeah. They're grownups, and they're not your parents. <laughs> so, so I'm happy that having to that, Yeah, having that conversation with the repeat. kids, you can see the light. You can see the light bulb go off. Yeah, I'm gonna have you to repeat those apps again, please. Sure. The calculator the plus four. Snapchat, mm-hmm. Insta, Instagram, TikTok, and Kick. Oh, and Kick. That was the one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kick. And I've never even heard of Kick, so thank you very much right. for that. That's thing. You're welcome. That. There's a whole slew more, and there's there's actually a list on our website under Teen Tech Talk. There's a whole um, graphic of social media apps to look out for and recruitment tactics that are used against our teenagers. So it really has people be heightened awareness. And I tell people. You know, back to that gut feeling that we talked about earlier. You know, we all had that creepy family member or that creepy down-the-street neighbor that your parents would always <laughs> be like, say goodbye to Uncle so-and-so, you know, and you were little. You didn't, you didn't have language for it, but you just knew that you didn't like them, right? Um, 
that's the feeling I, I need our kids to tap into. They know it. They know when something's off and they've got to learn to trust themselves. And it's not yeah. about, you know, well, my uncle's brother's best friend, sister's cousin's niece is having a party on Saturday. You want to go? Yeah, no, that's what they you don't know them. You don't know them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's so going to put average, yourself in danger. Yeah. What's the average age kids get lured in? Well, it was 11 to 14, but with the past two years, it's now 10 to 13. So kids in fourth grade are being, you know, enticed online. It's happening wow. super quickly. And the thing, yeah, the thing that one of my friends who uh, works for Homeland Security says, he goes, when you give your kid a smartphone, it's, you're, first of all, you're giving them an interstellar device. You literally can talk to the space station. But the second thing, it's like you're giving your child a loaded gun without taking them to the shooting range and teaching them how to manage it. You know, yeah. and that everyone has one. I'm not, I'm sorry, not buying it. And I tell every single parent, I say, sit down and watch The Social Dilemma with your kids. It's a, it's a, a movie on Netflix. And it will have them and you look at social media completely different because you're just a number and you're a revenue source for them. And they yeah, know that. And so true. when kids yeah. start to understand that they're being used, it makes them angry, which I love because anger can be turned into decisive action, right? And you can interrupt it right there at the source. Right there at the source. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I am the author, which I'm going to always state throughout my message because I wrote my book which is a self-help book, How to Recognize Behavioral Problems. And here I am, a girl on my own journey, and I had learned how to overcome, and I did overcome adversity on my way towards success. You need to get this book. You can do so by visiting journeyofasapphire.com excuse me for a hard copy or also on amazon.com journey of a sapphire by pamela henderson and also on kindle fire this is very very important i want to take this time to acknowledge a message i had came across which was very disturbing to me and the message stated if anything happens to me, know that this guy had killed me. If I come up missing or you cannot find me. And this message was posted on TikTok. And it also had in the background of this gentleman that I guess the female was showing. If anything happens to her, this is the guy who killed me. And it also had stated for more information, you can go to at wasted underscore palace for more information. <sighs> Jan, what would you like to say, if anything, if anything to this woman, if she is listening? Mm. So, first of all, you're not alone in being in a abusive relationship. There's a phenomenal helpline if you're in the United States, the domestic violence hotline, and I can give that number. 
um, is 800-799-7233. And I highly recommend you calling that number to get coaching for what you need to do to safely leave that environment. Because domestic violence perpetrators... um, are, are, they can be very violent. And when women try to leave is when most of the damage is done to these women. So you have to be very clear and very calculated and, and timing is everything. But when you call the domestic violence hotline, they will coach you through on what to do. And to me, that's the most important thing. Secondly, is make sure that you're in a safe place with safe people that you trust. There's nothing more powerful than having a group of human beings around you that care for you and will protect you because you matter. Your life matters. And there are things that only you can do while here on this planet that God's given you. So I encourage you to take the right action for you at the right time. Only you know when that is and to trust your gut. Because I promise you, you're worth it. Absolutely. Janet, it's interesting when you connect with people who have similar interests as I. Also, I am girl empowerment. And I believe that mental illness and behavioral problems are two different concerns, even though mm-hmm. they have similarities. They are still two different issues. This is a bold statement of someone having behavioral problems. And I hope this woman has identified with this issue and seek help. And I support and I am praying for you, beloved. If there's anything that I can do regarding resources, please reach out to foundation at allroad65max.org. I'm going to now move forward, Jan, and I want to know about the second film you are working on. Absolutely. So, you know, my first film, Trapped in the Trade, does not have a happy ending, and it's designed that way. It was written that way. So it can open up the conversation for kids to actually really take a look at, okay, what would I do if I was in that situation or I witnessed it? And they always ask, what happens? What happens to the girl? (laughs) So I just Mm -hmm. finished writing. I just finished writing the sequel. Um, I've sent it to a couple of my friends in law enforcement to make sure where law enforcement's involved, it's as close to accurate as I can get it, right, without it being the real thing. And it completes the story. I will say it does have a happy ending. I'm not going to tell you what happens in the end. And there are some good twists and turns, but it's really about this particular character taking her experience and fighting back and fighting for others and fighting for herself. And I, I think, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are survivor warriors, And, you know, they fought their way out and they are warrioring Mm -hmm. today, whether it's a battle they're still dealing with internally for themselves or they're battling in the fight against human trafficking externally with, you know, an NGO or a governmental organization. And, you know, that's the thing that I really want to leave people with is we're not helpless. No one is helpless. No one. Absolutely. And, you know, we are all given the, the, <clears throat> the freedom and the sovereignty of this world to be able to do with 
it what God has, the gifts God's given us. Every single person on this planet has unique gifts. I can't do what some people do and other can't people do what you and I do, Pamela. But we can all do one thing. And that's where, you know, I always have people put the human trafficking hotline number in their phone because if they see something, I don't want them to say something. I want them to do something. I want them to actually pick up the phone and make the call. And that number is 888-3737-888. You can call it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's 100% anonymous. And that one call could literally save a life. And we can all do that. We can all share something that we learned on your show tonight. You know, people can actually talk about how human trafficking has, you know, particular online exploitation has risen in the past two years because our children were forced to stay at home, right? Our parents are dealing with stuff and they don't know how to talk to their kids about this. So, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, share what you've learned today and start a conversation. That right there can make a difference. And almost every single time we go out and speak publicly, I've got a couple of young people that come up to me and go, that was happening to me. I didn't, I didn't know, right? I didn't know. And now I know. Thank you. You know, we'll cut it off at the pass. And that's really what it's about is empowering people to fully understand what's being done to them. So it's no longer done to them and they're, and they're in charge of their life. They're in charge. They get to say how it goes. And that's what, that's really the biggest message is this is your life. You get to say, none of us, none of us, you know, we're, we're, (laughs) we can choose to be victim of our circumstances or we can actually use our circumstances for God's glory and our finest. And and it's up to us to make that choice. And we got to dig down deep sometimes and we wonder where, where we're going to get it. But you see story after story after story of individuals, you know, <clears throat> making the most of where they're at for what they're doing. And anything is possible. Anything. Anything is possible. Absolutely. Anything is possible. A second mm-hmm. to that. We see these women walking on the street. Don't they do it because they like it or hooked on drugs? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I get kids asking me that question all the time, and I always come back with a question. I'm a huge fan of the Socratic method of education, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I always ask great questions. So let me ask you a question. Do you really think uh, someone, because both men and women are trafficked, right, about 30% of, women, of men uh, that are, are, you know, trafficking, do you really think someone would choose, really choose, to be raped 15 to 25 times a night. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Exactly. Exactly. And the pimps and traffickers use drugs as a manipulative tool to keep them in the life. They get them hooked and then they use it as a weapon to be like, well, if you don't meet that quota, you're not getting your stuff tonight. So that was my next question to you is, what is your opinion about the difference between exploitation and enticement? Well, enticement is the beginning of exploitation, right? Mm-hmm. Enticement is, oh, you're beautiful. You're so smart. You know, I'd love to be your boyfriend. Don't you have a boyfriend? Don't you want to learn how to be a girl, good girlfriend? I'll teach you how to be a good girlfriend. There's this carrot and stick 
mentality. There's this carrot always out there. But you're just so pretty. Won't you send me a picture? I'd love to have a picture. Can you send me a picture? Right? That's enticement. It's this continual asking for. And once that child sends that inappropriate picture, now they can be manipulated and coerced and forced into sending more. And that's right. being exploited. You know, and, and we're blessed in the United States that we're clear any child under the age of 18 would not choose, would not choose, choice being very clear about that. Because remember, prefrontal cortex not cooked yet, so you're about late 20s, early 30s. No mm-hmm. child would choose that life. So should they ever be, and I'm going to put in quotes, air quotes, arrested in a sting, they'll never be arrested. They will actually go down the path of, um, you know, restoration, restoring their their health, you know, having, um, you know, rehab if they're on any kind of, um, you know, drugs or alcohol, having their body be able to be able to come clean so they have actually have a shot and have a choice in life. Yeah. So don't call the safe. It's called this. Yes, it's called the Safe Harbor Act. By the way, anybody can look it up. It's a federal law. Okay. Don't predators only go after people they don't know? Oh no, no, no. There was a a piece on the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, and sixty percent of the kids that are enticed online know people. It's someone they know someone they consider a friend, and sometimes it's a family member. It's an older brother, it's a cousin, sibling, or sometimes a parent. I've had several of my friends be sold by their parents. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yep, mostly for drugs. Mostly for drugs. So does money have to be exchanged for it to be considered trafficking? No, ma'am. Food, okay. shelter, transportation? Mm-mm. No. No. I mean, this. Wow. What do you consider to be the top three strengths and weaknesses to, to help someone to recognize and to take responsibility dealing with I call these people narcissistic abusers. Mm. And so for them to move forward towards social growth. Yeah. So are you talking about the trafficker or the the person they're trying to recruit? Uh the trafficker. Well, you know, I believe no one wakes up one morning and decides they're going to sell people. I don't, I don't think that happens that way. I don't know because I haven't talked to dozens of predators and traffickers, but I think this is an overtime phenomenon, and I think a lot of it starts with pornography, mm-hmm. uh, in particular the people that are buying the sex. <clears throat> but there are families that this is their family business. So there are people born into this. There's a guy that's on clubhouse quite a bit. Um, and he was born into a family of traffickers and predators, you know, so that does happen. Um, 
but it's a very lucrative business. And unlike drugs, which you have to sell time and time again, and the likelihood of getting caught is high, you know, with a person, you can sell the same person over and over and over and over again. So it's a very lucrative business with low risk because you've threatened and coerced and manipulated these individuals to think they're in love with you and protect you. So, you know, traffickers, a lot of times they've said that two or three I've had the opportunity to speak with, it's about power and it's about money for them. And with girls, you know, what I share with them, I said, you know, if a boy asks you for an inappropriate picture, I said, do you think he has your best interest in mind? And they're all like, no. I go, great, stop doing that. If that's his requirement, boy, bah. Right. Yep. And then I'll go over to the gentleman. And I'm like, how many of you have younger siblings? Three quarters of them will raise their hand. I'm like, great. Okay, good. Do you want your younger brother or sister's inappropriate picture on your buddy's phone? They're like, no. I'm like, great, stop asking. Stop asking. Yeah. It's inappropriate and you're damaging. You're damaging the future mothers and the future, you know, parents of someone. Stop doing that. And their eyes get super big. And you can see they start to process it. Because mm-hmm. it's like we're not a commodity. We are people. Stop treating us like a commodity. Because we're not. Absolutely. And they get it. And a lot of these predators, you know, 95% of them are psychopaths, and they had horrible, horrible childhoods. So somewhere that empathy, that that emotional piece was cut off, and they interact with the world as if the world is objects, and they're the only person in the world of objects. So objects can be manipulated, can be used, can be bought and sold. So in Mm -hmm. in their mind... It's an object. It's a business. It's not a person. So I'm going to elaborate again, and I want you to let us know how can we as parents, aunts, uncles, talk with our kids about this? Sure. Well, you know, anytime I speak, I always send people to our website. So there's a parent toolkit that will give them really great, questions to begin the conversation with. And one really easy way, I'm going to tell you a story and they can go look it up. There was a little girl here in Apopka, Florida. She was 11 years old and she Mm -hmm. was groomed and recruited on Instagram in eight days. She willingly got into the car of a 26-year-old male. She thought that was her boyfriend. And they caught him before they crossed state lines. And luckily they brought her home safely. Not everything ends that way. And what parents can do, right? I've got facts and I've got stories. So they can ask a really simple question. It's like, gosh, I was listening to this radio show today and and this woman was talking about, you know, human trafficking and online exploitation. Have you ever heard of that before? And then you wait for them to answer. And you'll then if they go, Yeah, I, I have, it's like, well, what have you heard, honey? I'm curious. This is some you know, this is the first time I've heard of some of this. What have you heard? And you start to be in the inquiry together. That really empowers your child. 
greatly. And then you can share a fact and go, yeah, I heard, you know, like Snapchat and, and Instagram and TikTok and Kick are like, you know, some of the top apps for predators to lurk on. It's like, have you ever gotten a DM from someone you don't know from like school or for, you know, from swimming? Oh, yeah, I've gotten them. You know, and at that moment, your parents just, as a parent, you just got to be quiet and go, really? Wow, what did they say? Like, you've got to be curious. None of this wandering finger of blame because our kids that we have it as parents, because our kids are mature in certain areas, for sure. You can set them down in front of a laptop and they can all program stuff. That doesn't mean they're mature. It means they know how to program things. We collapse it sometimes as parents. We forget that their brain isn't fully developed quite yet. Right. And so the whole should, they should have known, you should have known, the whole should thing, that's got to go out the door. Because that's when you start to bring guilt and shame and your kids will clam right up. So you've got to be curious and be like, wow, really, what did they say, honey? And what did you do? I'm so, you know, I've never had that happen to me before. I want to learn from you, you know, or has that happened to your friends? What did they do? You know, so it's in this curiosity mode and inquiry versus accusational tone. And then as you continue the conversation, one day your child might come up to you and go, Mom, you remember that thing we talked about a couple of months ago? You're going to go, well, which topic, honey? (laughs) You know, and they'll go, yeah, you know, we talked about the, you know, DMs from strangers or sending inappropriate pictures. Yeah, 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 honey, I remember why. <sighs> well, I did something I might not have should have. And your response as a parent, that next three seconds is the most important three seconds in your child's life. Because children yeah. think everything's their fault, even though it's not. Yeah. Our children don't know they're being intentionally targeted because they don't know. And as parents, it's our job to educate them and protect them, including Absolutely. not making them feel bad about doing something that they didn't know about. And in that moment, it's a straightforward, honey, I am so sorry that happened. Tell me about it. We'll get it taken care of. Because kids just want to know we have their back. And it's got to be in this super neutral tone. You can have all kinds of feelings inside. It's not a problem. Someone's messing with your baby. You're going to be the mama bear? Not a problem. I get it. However, you can't display that emotion out here to them because then they're going to think they did something wrong. They'll clam up and they'll never share anything with you again. So that little response right there has got, honey, I got your back. We'll take care of it. What do you need? You know, you're okay. It's not your fault, honey. And that really, like, you'll see shoulders drop. You know, you'll see relief wash over their face and then for parents if if that's if that's happening to your child you get that reported to the national center for missing exploited children immediately and you call your local police department and get it reported because these predators are going after hundreds of children so if your child reports it it helps the police try and track these people down so we can save more lives than just your child and that's the most important piece you can't delete it you can't, you, you don't throw the phone away. You've got to keep it because that's evidence for law enforcement to be able to use to turn around and track these guys so we can catch the bad guys and put them away. Yes, yes. Me and you can talk on and on, I see. So I'm shooting for time here. So tell me, mm-hmm. how can someone contact you? 
Sure. Well, they can go to our website, pavingthewayfoundation.org. You know, we are a 501c3, so the donate button's right there in that front page. So we're, you know, we always love it when people choose to join us in our fight um, monetarily. We can always use lots of prayers. And then um, the other thing, too, is we're on a lot, we're on social media. So we're on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, our handle is at the at sign paving W. And then in LinkedIn, it's Paving the Way Foundation. And we share so much information on our social media sites. We share articles, we share talking points, we share resources, you know, because our mantra is educate, empower, prevent. So we spend a lot of time educating, a lot of time empowering people so we can fight in this fight together to prevent. So you can go to our website, pavingthewayfoundation.org, go up to contact and drop us an email and we'll reach back out to you. And if you want to bring our um, training curriculum into your school, that's great too. Say the same thing on our website. You can see our trailer for the, um, our current film, Trapped in the Trade, at trappedfilm.com. And you can watch the trailer and learn about the curriculum. It's an award-winning film. And on our website, you know, you'll see what kids have to say about it. They want this data. They want this information. And so we equip parents to be able to have the dialogue so our kids can be empowered and we can prevent it. Absolutely. Amen to that. Well, listeners, I have reached my destination. And it was an absolute pleasure having you on my show, Jan. As always, if you enjoyed the show, please follow me here on BBS Radio, All Road 65. Love and happiness also to sh- as a shout out to all the star seeds from a true sapphire herself. Do have a wonderful day and I wish everyone to have a prosperous 2022. And I leave you with this quote. I am not afraid of an army of lions led by a sheep. I am afraid of an army of a sheep being led by a lion. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station 1. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.